All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Daily Faceoff Show, your everyday source for the latest news with top-notch insight and analysis. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome into the Friday, April 29th edition of the Daily Faceoff Show. Tyler Yeramchuk and Frank Saravalli with you. And Frank, it's not technically the last day of the regular season, but it's the last hype day of the regular season. It feels good that we're finally at the finish line. Yeah, I don't care what happens on Sunday. This is the last day of the regular season. This was the last scheduled day. That's just a makeup day on Sunday, and it doesn't mean anything. Exactly. But tonight, it certainly does mean something. So let's start two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and start with this. There are things on the line. The 16 playoff teams are locked up, but there are a lot of matchups that are necessarily locked up. As you can see here, Nashville and Dallas, they could still flip flop. Washington and Pittsburgh, they could flip. Tampa, Boston, they could even flip tonight thanks to the lightning loss to the Blue Jackets last night. Minnesota and St. Louis, well, that matchup is locked. The seed is not. St. Louis could still leapfrog the wild and get home ice advantage in round one. Frank, which one of these intrigues you the most? And give us a little uh, give us a little breakdown on what's going to happen tonight. Well, I'm looking forward to talking to Mike DeFabo in a little bit about the Pittsburgh Penguins, but that matchup is going to be really interesting to see what happens there. Do they end up playing the New York Rangers in round one, or do they end up getting the Florida Panthers? I think both them and the Caps, the door has been wide open as both of those two teams, the Caps and Pens, have lost each of their last two games. You're just waiting for someone to step up in this pillow fight here and knock someone out uh, and, and give them the Florida Panthers, and it's come down to this last day. Uh, I'm also really intrigued with um, really what happens with the Toronto Maple Leafs as well. 
it, it would seem like the math benefits the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it certainly does, but it comes down to one final game now. The Bruins with a big win on Thursday night to close that gap to one point with the Lightning. I think a lot of people are rooting for the chaos to see the Boston Bruins against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in round one again. I feel like for the Leafs, in an odd way, it may be a little bit of a better matchup, at least psychologically, to get the Tampa Bay Lightning. You take a lot of the pressure off. They come in the series as underdogs, even though they're right on par with the Lightning in terms of production this season. The two-time defending Stanley Cup champs sort of hanging over your head. And yet, I think in some ways that benefits them at least sort of easing their way into the series. The expectations are off. Um, I wouldn't say totally gone, but in this case, uh, would certainly be shortened a bit. Let me ask you, you know, the reverse of that question. If you were Tampa Bay or Boston, who would you rather play, the Leafs or the Canes? Um, if I was Tampa, I would rather play the Canes. Um, I think they're, they're probably a little bit better, uh, defensively. I think they play with a little bit of a different style than the Leafs, but if you're Tampa, um, you know, you don't want to have to worry about shutting down a 60 goal scorer in Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner's having an all world season. That's the one thing about the Canes is they don't really have a superstar. They've got a collection of really good players and they play cohesively as a team to their identity. And the other part about the Canes is their goaltending is still in a little bit of a state of flux with the injuries to Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta. Um, so the Canes, I don't know. I mean, they've, they've played well and have been pretty consistent all season long, but I think they're an easier out if there is one than the Leafs. The last day of the regular season also means the last day for some pretty interesting awards races around the NHL. And we're going to break down the Hart Trophy in just a second here. But let's start with the Norris, where for a while it looked like it was really Kale McCars to lose. And then Roman Yossi, Yossi just put his total to the floor here. Where, where do you come out on this? It's really close. And as much as I'd love to say that uh, that Ro Roman Yossi has run away with it um, and really by virtue of the way that he's played over these last three months or so and how ridiculously good he's been um, and, and really how he's the leader for that Nashville Predators team, that everything on that offensive side at least seems to run through him it's not often that you see a defenseman have a 10 or 12 point gap on his next closest teammate he's their unquestioned mvp which is why roman yossi is going to appear in the top five on my heart ballot but you look at the season that kel mccarr has had it's been consistent uh he's really not far behind roman yossi probably you know not going to close out the season with a four-point game but 28 goals from the blue line it's approaching a historic number. So you take a look at these two guys and how they stack up with the rest of the defensemen in the league. Um, you know, Adam Fox, no one's talked about him, not to say that we should be in this case, but the reigning Norris Trophy winner has been no slouch this season, 73 points in 77 games, yet it speaks to the excellence that Yossi and Makar have had all season long. I just, I shake my head at the 28 goals from Makar and I'm like, it's, I don't want to discount that too easily even though Yossi's been great. Yeah, I mean, you wish you had two first place votes when it comes to something like this, because they're both incredibly deserving. As you look a little bit further down the ballot here, I asked you this question with the 
Selkie, but is there going to be someone who maybe sneaks into a few people's, you know, fourth, fifth place spots who's not one of these five guys listed in the scoring race? Maybe someone who's more of a defensive specialist? Yeah, maybe not necessarily a defensive specialist, even though um, my preseason pick, he doesn't have nearly the offensive side of the game, but I think he's arguably the best defender in the game. And that's Jacob Slavin from the Carolina Hurricanes. He would deserve some consideration from me. Another guy is Chris Letang and the season that he's had with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, don't know that enough people have talked about that 67 points in 77 games for Pitt. Um, you know, I think he's been pretty good as well. So imagine that that's sort of the group of five, seven, eight guys that would potentially be in the mix. Let's move on and break down the heart trophy as well. And, and this is the big one, Frank. When I look at the race, I, I see kind of like seven plausible finalists for this thing. A lot of them are in the top five of the scoring race as well. But who are the guys? And- It looks like we lost Tyler there having a little technical difficulty with his Wi-Fi. Um, in this case, we take a look at these five leading scorers uh, in terms of the Art Ross race. A couple of them will end up on my Hart Trophy ballot. Uh, I think at the moment, I've got it narrowed down to five guys. That includes Connor McDavid, Johnny Gaudreau, Austin Matthews, as well as Roman Yossi, and Kiro Kaprizov. So I don't have Igor Shesterkin on there. Um, you know, as special of a season as he's been, um, the unquestioned Rangers MVP. I think if you're looking at goaltenders and potentially including them on your Hart Trophy ballot, realistically, you could have five goaltenders on your Hart ballot every year because they're almost unquestionably their team's MVP from start to finish in a given season. And so, um, you know, I, I think Shesterkin's been great. I think he had that sort of 10 to 15 game blip where he really wasn't so good. And that ends up encapsulating about 20% of his season. And I know you can look at the underlying numbers and all those things that those point out. But I think this has been such an exceptional year from a number of skaters that I found uh, it really hard to work a goaltender into my ballot. So I, I haven't really found room for Shesterkin. I haven't had room for Jonathan Huberto. And some people may be surprised, a guy that finishes potentially second in the Art Ross race. I just don't know that Huberto is the Florida Panthers' most valuable player. I would tend to think that that's Alexander Barkov, and that's sort of where he's lost on the argument for me. So I'm still sorting out the order. I'm leaning towards Connor McDavid, one, Austin Matthews, two, Kirill Kaprizov, three, Johnny Gaudreau, four, and Roman Yossi, five. But it's still really in play, uh, and it's going to take a lot of hard thinking over the weekend to try and nail that down. And it looks like we have lost Tyler Uremchuk. I'm sure he'll pop back in momentarily. Um, one of the other things that that I've been wrestling with is has also been, um, you know, how do you juggle the seasons that specifically at the top of my ballot, I mentioned McDavid one and Matthews two at the moment. I think so many people have been fixated on the 60 goals and also a lot of the other things that Austin Matthews does in terms of his complete game, the turnovers that he's created, the takeaways that he's had. 
the way that he's played defensively. McDavid has also stepped up his game. So there's going to be a little bit of a gap between uh, McDavid and Matthews, of course, in points. There's a gap between Matthews and McDavid in goals. Um, I, I just, I'm trying not to get fixated on the number, Tyler, of, uh, of 60 goals for Austin Matthews. All right, so it looks like we're still missing Tyler. We'll move on here to the down and out with the San Jose Sharks. We're continuing our uh, series that we've had for the last couple of weeks with the non-playoff teams, taking a look at uh, a number of different clubs throughout the stretch and what's gone wrong this season. Not only that, but what is the path forward for the San Jose Sharks? And this, to me, when I look at it, it's really such a pivotal offseason for the Sharks franchise because, yes, there's a change in regime with Doug Wilson stepping down as their general manager after a two-decade run that was filled with tons of success, although they never got over the hump to the ultimate prize. But you take a look at that triumvirate of uh, really tenured defensemen that they have on their blue line, including Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, and Mark Edward Vlasic. And I, I look at that and I say, man, this is a lot of money to spend on three guys on your blue line, all of whom are getting up there in years. But you look at the season that Burns has had, actually a bit of a bounce back year. He's been pretty good. When Eric Carlson was healthy, he was fine. But I take a look at Mark Edward Vlasic and I say, man, for someone whose minutes have fallen off a cliff, he's now down to 15 minutes a night. Looks to me like when you take a look at Vlasic, he's a prime buyout candidate for this summer. I think the big question with the Sharks and where they move forward is, who is their next general manager? We don't know who that's going to be yet. The process really hasn't begun to ramp up in earnest. The Sharks have been pronounced in their statement and saying, we're willing to wait as long as it takes to get the guy that we want to run this franchise, even if that means waiting deep in the playoffs um, or potentially until after the season is over to get the guy that they want. Uh, their process, I think it's going to probably include 12 to 14 names when it's all said and done that they work through and ultimately end up interviewing. Uh, so we expect that process to really get underway here in the next days and weeks, especially after the regular season ends. Tyler has jumped back in and joined us here. Um, but I'm curious to see who that GM ends up being, Tyler, because in this case, um, they're going to obviously chart a, a new course forward for the Sharks. But I also wonder how their view of the franchise and how things move forward meshes with their owner and Hasso Plattner, someone who's a bit hands off, but the expectation Tyler is behind the scenes that Plattner is not necessarily someone that believes in a tear it down rebuild. He'd like the team to remain competitive as much as they can uh, as they try and retool here. But I would argue that given some of the contracts, given the vets that they have, that you take a look at you know, the, these last three seasons and you say all sort of in the NHL is no man's land, not in the lottery territory, also far enough away from the playoffs that probably more drastic measures need to be taken in order to reshape this group for the future. So I, I think there could be a debate on what people think the Sharks should do. But if you had to place a bet, and I guess it does kind of depend on who they hire as the GM, but will this be a summer filled with buyouts and trading of veterans and, and kind of trying to flip it? Or are they just going to move around the edges a little and try to complement the group they already have. Well, they need more support pieces, number one. They need more difference makers, number two. But one of the things I mentioned while you were offline was 
Vlasic to me is the guy that I have circled as a buyout candidate. Um, his minutes, he's down to 15, 12 a night. Um, that's a lot of money to spend on a guy that, you know, turns 35 over the summer. Um, that clearly isn't part of your plans necessarily now or moving forward. So I think it probably starts with him and then we'll see where it goes from there. Sharks could be looking to make some trades. I'll be looking to upgrade my internet this summer. It'll be uh, it'll be a busy few months for everybody. Uh, let's move on to our next edition of the All 32 delivered by DoorDash. Excited to be joined by Mike DeFabo here for another edition of All 32 delivered by our friends at DoorDash. Mike, the Penguins, they're not exactly charging into the playoffs. They're four five and one in their last 10. And when you look at the teams they've beaten and the teams they've lost to, it feels like they're beating up on teams lower than them in the standings and struggling against some fellow playoff teams. How concerned are the Pens with their current level of play? Oh, they're definitely concerned. I mean, there's so much talk about hockey. Are you the hot team playing your best hockey going into the postseason? It'd be very difficult to argue that. And I think you could really even argue that the Penguins are playing their worst hockey of the year over the last month. And some of the issues that they have right now, defensively, they've been one of the top five defensive teams all season long, but they've been giving up way too many odd man rushes and giving up way too many prime scoring chances. And then beyond that, they were a team early in the year without Sidney Crosby, without Evgeny Malkin. It was like every night you had somebody different stepping up and contributing. But lately they've looked like a, a team that when they're not playing well, they look like if the, the Crosby line's not scoring and the power play's not scoring, they have a hard time putting the puck in the back of the net. So they have some issues right now, and we'll see if they can clean it up with just one game remaining before the postseason. So, Mike, the Penguins are limping into the postseason, and their goaltender in Tristan Jari has sort of figuratively been limping as well. Take, can you give us an update on, on where Tristan Jari stands? We heard Mike Sullivan's comments not revealing much over the last you know number of days, saying that he continues his rehab the official status is week to week. What what kind of chance do you give Tristan Jari of joining the Pens for round one? Yeah, I've been told that Tristan Jari is dealing with a broken, broken bone in his foot. And so that injury occurred exactly two weeks ago from when we're talking right now. Everything I know about broken bones is that's typically a four to six week recovery. I don't know if he can be a warrior and play through something like that. I don't know if they can immobilize it. But the bottom line is this. If the Penguins are going to get out of the first round, they're going to count a lot on Casey DeSmith. And at one point this year in mid-January, he was yanked in back-to-back games. And if you had asked me going into the trade deadline, what's one of the biggest areas of concern or one of the areas they might want to address? Goaltending had to be near the top of that list. Since then, he's definitely been better. Over his last 16 starts, his save percentage is actually uh, close to 9-3, which is just behind Darcy Kemper and Igor Shosturkin for third over that span. So he has been better, but he still remains a bit of a question mark without any NHL postseason experience. Joined by Mike DeFabo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Mike, you, you mentioned, you know, the scoring and they need the Crosby line to be going or else. Who are some of the players lower in the lineup that maybe they're not getting enough from right now that they're going to be looking towards come round one of the playoffs? Well, a perfect example is Evan Rodriguez. He came out of absolutely nowhere to score 15 goals through the first 33 games of the season. And it was almost a joke in Pittsburgh where he got thrust into a top line role as a top line center. 
And he made the most of his opportunity and looked like he very much fit there and was producing, honestly, at an all-star pace near the all-star deadline or all-star break. Uh, But since then, he has just three goals in the last 48 games. He's a guy that you're counting on to step up. Uh, Jeff Carter, he signed a new contract extension in the middle of the season. He hasn't been nearly as good since he signed that extension. And then even just a guy like Evgeny Malkin, uh, he didn't make his season debut until January 11th, coming off of that knee injury that included an ACL revision. This is the same right knee that in 2011, he had a torn MCL and a torn ACL. So this is the second time in his career that he's had a significant surgery. And you're seeing the, the, the skill of Evgeny Malkin, even in his age and even after the injury, he's producing on the power play, but he doesn't quite have his wheels and you can tell that. So um, you're, you're looking for him. They've tried a lot of different wingers, but if the Penguins are going to go anywhere over the last decade and a half, it's been because of the one-two punch of Crosby and Malkin. And right now, Malkin's just not clicking on that level. And you wonder if he's ever going to reach it this season. Mike, really appreciate uh, your time today. Thanks for joining us. If you want to read more of Mike's work, head over to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Enjoy round one of the playoffs. Mike, we'll chat soon. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you for having me on. This has been another edition of the All 32 delivered by DoorDash. Promo codes at the bottom of the screen, DFODD and DFODDUS get you 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order. Don't cook during the playoffs. Come on, hit up our friends at DoorDash. Heading into our daily face-off inbox question of the day, hashtag AskDFO. Frank, we hear so much this time of the year about, oh, you got to be playing your best hockey come playoff time. You got to peak at the right moment. So the question is simple. Which team in the NHL is playing the best right now? By the way, it was one of the great pieces on our site over the last number of weeks, dailyfaceoff.com. Scott Burnside pokes some holes through that theory saying, it doesn't really matter how you're playing when you get in. Although it feels like a lot of the teams that have gone on deep runs in recent years that we maybe weren't expecting were playing their best in the last number of weeks heading into the postseason. It'd be easy to say the Blues or the Wild. You take a look at uh, this is their points percentage in April. Um, the Blues and Wild are combined 23-3-4 and four in April heading into their Titanic first-round clash. The Panthers won 13 in a row at one point without Aaron Ekblad, their backbone on defense. But I'm going to say the Oilers, a team uh, close to home for you that has really turned it around in the last number of weeks. Mike Smith has been on fire. Um, that team has rebounded and has been really the same team in a lot of ways that we saw until December 1st, when somehow the wheels fell off for a period of a couple months, ended up costing them their coach. And the coaching change to Jay Woodcroft, I think, has been the best decision that Ken Holland made all season long. So uh, you look at the way the Oilers have turned it around. I think they're pretty happy with their game at the moment for a team that really going back to a certain point in February 5th in the Pacific ends up in a pretty comfortable spot in second with home ice advantage in the first round. Yeah, I mean, they've been playing some great hockey and their five on five scoring is up. That's something they weren't getting even back earlier in the season when they were red hot. For me, I looked at those four teams with the 800 or better points percentage and I looked at who they've been beating. St. Louis has beaten five playoff teams. Edmonton's beaten six. Florida's only beaten three. Minnesota's beaten seven playoff teams already this month. I think that's a group that's primed and ready to go for the postseason, Frank. 
Yeah, agreed. I think the only disappointing thing is St. Louis and Minnesota have to meet in the first round. I mean, I know at some point you're going to have to play great teams, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the winner of that series go on a deep, deep run. And I think they're going to give whoever it is, they're going to give Colorado all they can handle. Let's move on to our daily bets segment delivered by or brought to you by our friends at Points Bet Canada. And Frank, it was another two in one night, which means we're up right around 11 units on the season here. My goal at the start of the year was to be plus 10. So I need one more solid night of picks and then we'll move into the playoffs and I'll, I'll be a pretty happy man. So let's jump into to, into tonight's slate and my first pick the Pittsburgh Penguins on the puck line. This line has been moving towards Pittsburgh all day. And I like jumping on the puck line, minus one and a half, paying minus 160 right now. The Penguins have something to play for. They're facing a Blue Jackets team that just played last night and is expected to be going with JF Barube between the pipes. He's allowed 18 goals against over his last five starts. You know, this price isn't great, but I really do like the spot here. So Pittsburgh, minus one and a half at home against Columbus, looking to lock up that third spot in their division. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be looking at the Tampa Bay game, but I want to see the situation of one who's starting needs to be Vasilevsky. And I want to see who, or if any, Tampa Bay is sitting any of their regulars. So I'm keeping an eye on the Tampa Bay game for my player prop. Jeff Skinner, over half an assist. He's just got to get the one. It's paying incredibly well at plus 155. Hit this one last week when he was on a four-game assist streak. He's since had that streak snapped, but I like him to bounce back. They're taking on a Blackhawks team tonight. That's allowed 20 goals against in five road games this month. The Sabres have scored 22 goals in six home games this month. They should be able to score three or four goals. And right now, betting on Skinner in that top Sabres line is just a smart move. Plus 155, tremendous value for Jeff Skinner, who's hit this mark in four of his last five. And that's what I got for today, Frank. Love it. Let's see where you end up at the end of the regular season. It's been a pretty impressive haul for you this year. I know it's been up and down like a roller coaster, but to finish an entire NHL regular season, going hard some nights, going ham other nights, keeping it a little quiet when you feel like it's not warranted it. But to be, if you placed a hundred bucks on every one of Tyler's bets this season, you'd have a thousand extra dollars in your pocket. Not easy to do in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, it's, you're right. It's been a roller coaster. Um, and for a while there, it got it got pretty ugly. Um, but as we've head towards the end of the year, the favorites started to do really well. And that's usually where I tend to throw my money. So that's kind of the way I was able to turn around and the assist props as well. That's pretty much all I bet on now for my player props is guys to get assists and it's working. Yeah, I love to see that. And uh, I haven't really dove into the the prop game because I just feel like you can kind of lose yourself. But I'm much more of an underdog better than a favorites better. So I find when, especially when it comes to playoff time, I feel like series prices are going to be really interesting over the next 48 to 72 hours. Yeah, and we'll be digging into some of those series prices next Monday when we do our hour-plus-long playoff preview show on the Daily Faceoff show. We'll have more on that in just a second. But Frank, garbage time to wrap up the show. What do you got? Well, I got two things that have caught my eye. One, uh, I was on Long Island last night and saw Zidane Chara, the pillar, play for uh, the Isles to close out what potentially may be his career. He's one game left tonight, and after 1,680 games, if he does end up hanging up the skates this summer, what an unbelievable run it's been for someone that's given a lot to the game, has been a fan favorite and a teammate favorite on just about every team that he's played for. Uh, he's part of arguably one of the best trades of all time in NHL history. Uh, a number of different stops to see him hoist the Stanley Cup as well. Uh, he's just been a presence, a stalwart 
um, in the NHL for really as long as I can remember. So if the 45-year-old still going strong somehow ends up coming back for next year, well, I'll save uh, the applause until then. But if this is the end, it's been a great run for Zidane Chara. And two is the President's Trophy. You know, I posted this on Twitter, congratulating the Florida Panthers for their President's Trophy win. They locked it up the period in the NHL in the regular season on Thursday night, edging out the Colorado Avalanche, who won last year. The Avs would probably say the President's Trophy means nothing. I would say, I don't know why people knock the President's Trophy. It's been awarded 34 times. And the winner of the President's Trophy, I know this is not some big reach to say, oh, the best team in the league that seems like they would have a good chance to win the Stanley Cup. But eight times in the 34-year existence of the President's Trophy has that winner gone on to hoist the Stanley Cup. And I say, Tyler, give me a better predictor than a 25% success rate when it comes to something, a marker in the NHL and determining the Stanley Cup winner. You know, most years you could flip a coin. You know, it's unbelievable how the favorite usually does not win in the NHL. So what makes it so hard to bet on, which is why I commended you for the work that you've done all season long, but 25% chance, like give me that all day long. And I think the Panthers, I, I'd have to double check, but I think they're five to one to win the cup right now. So if you're talking value, I mean, there's your value play, right? I guess. I don't know. I don't know that I'd be, I think it's a fool's yeah. errand to, to bet on, on the Stanley cup winner this far out. I think what's more fun and definitely more lucrative is betting on some Stanley cup final specific matchups. If you can yeah. do that, that's where we're talking serious money. Uh, we got like a minute left in the show. Frank, I want to hit you with a little Friday trivia on the last day of the okay. regular season. There are only two players in the NHL who have appeared in 60 plus games played, but have not scored a goal. Could you name them? They're both defensemen. I'll give you that as a hint as well. I have no clue. Um, not even a slight one. <laughs> Matt Benning out in Nashville and Tobias Bjornfot out in the, with the LA Kings. So uh, they're both getting a shot here. Maybe they do it. But if you're sitting around with your friends, having a few uh, wobblies watching the hockey tonight, there's a little trivia you can try stump them with. Only two players this year have played in 60 plus games and not scored a goal. Uh, Frank, this was a pleasure. We'll be back on Monday. Like I said, an hour plus long playoff preview show with eight different analysts appearing on the show to break it down series by series. That is going to be a lot of fun. So rest up over the weekend, Frank. We got a busy couple of months coming up around the hockey world. Yeah, no doubt. Let's buckle up. I'm uh, looking forward to it. That's going to do it for this week's Daily Faceoff show. As always, keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com in the meantime and enjoy your weekend. Thanks for watching the Daily Faceoff show. Make sure you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.